host, Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Okay, this is starting to become a thing that happens is that this podcast is really just a chance for me to talk to some of my favorite people. (laughs) And I seem to spend the first 15 or 20 minutes just catching up. And then it's like, we really need to record a podcast. So (laughs) I've just had a great catch up with the amazing Robin Long, who I'm so excited to be chatting to today. Robin, thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. How long ago did we meet? Was it three years ago? I think three years. I think it had to be, yeah, three, almost exactly three years ago. Are you, do you measure time now based on how old your, your twins are? (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. It's like before twins and after twins, (laughs) but yes, it's all like based on like child life stage and then thinking, yeah. Especially you. was blah, blah then. Exactly. Yeah. So Robin is, when I met Robin, we met in James Wedmore's Mastermind and uh, you had two children. Mm-hmm. I had the three and I remember our conversation. You were like, should, how, how is three children? <laughs> <laughs> you are the reason I have twins. You know that <laughs> you're their Australian auntie because of that conversation. It was so divinely timed in so many ways. It was quite great. I feel very connected to your twins, but because obviously she went ahead, there was, there was, instead of just a third, there was a third and fourth. So I I set your twins in motion (laughs) and I watched you handle their, the pregnancy, which you carried them to full, was it full term? Yeah. Twins. Mm-hmm. She yeah. just shared with me they're 18 months old and she's still feeding them, still breastfeeding them just to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a warrior. Um, <laughs> as well as your other two gorgeous children and running your business, The Balanced Life. And when I think about people who inspire me, Robin, you often like you're one of those people because I think that everything that you do in your life, um, like you just appear with so much grace and integrity and, uh, but you also tell things the way it is. Like there's been so many times that I've watched your Insta stories and stuff this past 18 months. Like I got no time today. <laughs> and I, like, I, and because you teach people Pilates and you run the, the, balance like the sisterhood which is a a membership and you're all about like just 15 minutes a day and I've watched you struggle amongst the the reality of four children to find that 15 minutes and Mm -hmm. I actually have loved watching you go like this isn't easy but it is my choice to make this happen yeah how has it been how has it been like because you know it's so easy for us to get to a stage in our life where there's like, we think, well, I feel like I've forgotten what those early stages, those early years were like and how maxed out I felt a lot of the time. 
But what is it like for someone like you who, I mean, your business is Pilates, your business is showing women that you can make a real difference to your body, your mind, how you feel in just, you know, these short little workouts. Mm -hmm. And then you went right back into going, oh my God, I literally can't stop all day. Yeah. I didn't get time. I didn't even, what mat? What mat? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely taken me back to, I mean, I, I, I'm living the message of the balanced life. You know, I've certainly not grown beyond it. I certainly understand the need and it's, I feel like, okay, God, did you give me these twins just to remind me of like what my mission is in life to (laughs) serve and help people find this balance and find this way to take care of themselves in the midst of very full lives, which is what, um, which is really what I wanted to do with the balance life from the beginning was encourage women in their journey of health and wellness, specifically through teaching Pilates, but also just through sort of changing some of the messages that are yes. out there in the health and fitness industry that really are not helpful for women who are feeling like there's not a lot of room or margin in their life, or they don't have a lot of time for themselves, or they don't have a lot of energy. Um, and so that constant message from the fitness industry of, you know, no pain, no gain, no gain. Or mm. like, if you, if you really cared, you'd make the time. Like I do care and I'm struggling to find time, but that doesn't mean I can't. But mm. if I keep like living in that messaging of it needs to look a certain way, or I need to look like this person on Instagram or I need to follow whatever the latest trend is or whatever it might be, getting caught up in the messaging, just that kind of general messaging of the health and fitness industry can be so demotivating and discouraging. And really, I know you talk a lot, Lisa, about the stories we tell ourselves. And it can actually lead me further and further down that story of, I don't have time for that. Or I can't do this right now. I'm in this season of four small kids. I'm nursing round the clock. Someone always needs something. I have an inbox full of emails. Like I, you know, all of the commitments. And if I'm going by the traditional messaging of the health and fitness world, most often I'm going to feel like I'm failing and going to feel like I can't measure up and I can't take care of myself. So for me, it's always been my heart and my mission to change some of that narrative and change some of that story for women because that's how I found freedom with food and exercise and body image. So now that I'm back and I'm like back in the thick of it, I just feel like I'm living that day to day and I'm grateful for it, but I'm like right in it with everyone else. (laughs) So how, how do you, what do you, what stories do you tell yourself? Because you know, I know that for me, it's, it's so, do you think, okay, asking it in a different way. Do you think that motherhood, the major story in that is that everyone else's needs come first? I remember when I got to the point where I was like, oh, hang on a minute. If I'm not okay, then these guys aren't okay. But the, the, that story that I had was, you know, when people say you're only as only as happy as your unhappiest child. You're only as this as your, 
And it's like, put everyone else first and we're just there for everybody. So we don't come into our priority list. Like it's so, I can remember teaching them like, you know, where are you in your priorities? And they're like, totally. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? It's that selfish or like, so there's no time for that. Yeah. Like there's no time. And the reality is there is no, no, you're not going to find time for that in these seasons where you're just like, it's not just going to appear, you know, that time for yourself because the needs of the people around you are so demanding and urgent. um, (laughs) Whereas your need for a break or your need for some quiet or, you know, a restorative workout or, a nap, whatever it might be, isn't going to feel as urgent and demanding Mm. Mm. until over time you ignore it and you ignore it, ignore it. And all of a sudden you're sick or Mm. all of a sudden you're having a breakdown or all of a sudden you're snapping at your family and your kids. And then it is all of a sudden urgent, right? It will force you to look at it at some point. So I agree. I feel like it's, um, it's very easy to put yourself last and to go through your day without taking the time to care for yourself or take care of your health or your well-being or whatever it might be. But we all, I think if we're honest, we all know when we're operating on empty or zero and how we then show up for our kids or our significant (sighs) other or our people, right? We all know when we're in that place. And so sometimes it's just like giving ourselves permission to say, okay, actually, if I want to be a better mom, I actually need to prioritize this or a good wife or a good friend or whatever it might be. Yes. I totally, and, and I think for me, that became really, really clear last year when I, be, when I was parenting on my own. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, if I'm not, if like, there is literally no one else here. So yeah. what I, unless I'm taking care of myself, then, well, I mean, what's going to happen to these children? Like, yeah. And, and I, but I don't want it. I, I think I started the path of doing that before I was, um, parenting solo. And, and I think that's important, like to not let yourself get to that burnout stage. But do you think that is the moment, like when people join the sisterhood or people find the balanced life, do you think a lot of them have had that moment of, burnout or of like, I just can't do life. Like, what do you think people's light bulb moments are when it comes to like creating a regular routine for themselves, like a regular rhythm with exercise or eating well, or even just like putting themselves on the priority list? What do you reckon is the the point? Because I used to think about it a lot with when with the small step stuff and with food that people, their kid might get an allergy or or yeah. an intolerance to right. something and that would be right. their entry point in. What do you reckon is the entry points for people? Yeah, I think a couple. I recognize a couple of trends. Obviously, everyone is unique, but I would say two things stand out. One is certainly the influx of women who are dealing with burnout, like physical, mm-hmm. whether it's adrenal fatigue, autoimmune disease. Mm. Something has happened in their life to where they're saying, okay, I need to take this seriously now and not just exercise and weight loss, but my health, like my health as a whole, I now need to take this serious. I need to make sure I'm doing workouts that like 
not only help me build strength and improve my flexibility and endurance and things like that, but also leave me feeling really good so that I can show up the next day and not feel totally run down. Because if you are dealing with something like adrenal fatigue or you're overly stressed out or your immune system is not operating well, when you do a high-intensity hardcore workout, oftentimes that starts making you feel worse than Mm. actually making you feel better. So there's an influx of women who are dealing with that right now. And that's, I think when they find the balanced life and find the sisterhood, it's like, okay, this is sustainable. This is realistic. This is whole health. This is going to help me really care for my body and self as a whole, not just, you know, kill myself in a workout for to burn a lot of calories and sweat as much as I can and leave it all on the floor, you know? Yeah. So that is one. And I also think the other thing for me of why they find the balanced life and why they maybe commit to finally making the time for themselves is the different approach that we take. And usually the women who find me and the balanced life are, they're they're burnout, not necessarily physically, but burnout on the starting and stopping of exercise programs. Mm. You know, they're tired. They're at the point where they don't even want to sign up for anything anymore because they've started so many things that they can't follow through with. So they're tired of feeling like, well, why do I keep wasting time and money? And then just feeling worse than when I started because Mm. I said I was going to do this thing and then I didn't. And so what the message and the approach that we take at The Balanced Life, I think really speaks to the women who have given up to on the traditional like mm. okay, willpower, just trying to <sighs> do what we're supposed to do, right? And we take an approach that is really balanced, realistic. It is all about prioritizing yourself, prioritizing yourself like you talk about, but also... I kind of have to share an interesting story there because I think you can go two extremes, right? There's believing that we don't have any time to take care of ourselves. And so therefore we don't do anything Mm -hmm. or we just keep putting ourselves last and we put everyone before us no matter what. And then I also had an experience with um, kind of a male mentor who was in a very different season of life. And this uh, it's not James, for, if that's what you're thinking. Somebody else, totally different. Um, <laughs> who, in, the, in all the best, like he meant all the best. So this is not the same thing bad about him, but was like, you need to take care of yourself. Like I had just had the twins. They were maybe just, did I even have the twins yet? Yeah, they were, they were newborns. And it's like, you need <clears throat> to do this. So carve out an hour of your day to exercise. And build it in and don't skip it. You deserve this. You need this. And he meant so well, but he's coming from a male perspective who's not mm-hmm. in a postpartum season with two newborns and two other kids and a full-time business, right? And that was sort of equally like on the opposite spectrum of never taking time for yourself. It's like that to me, I was like, yeah, I do need to do that. And then I just ended up feeling terrible because that's completely unrealistic. Mm-hmm for my season of life. And so I think there's two spectrums there, right? There's the, like, you need to be taking a whole hour out of your day and and doing that. And if you're not, you're failing versus not doing anything because you don't have any time. So I'm like, what's the in-between? What's Mm. the balance we can find there? Like, Mm. how can you incorporate this into your life to take care of yourself, to do good things for your health, to prioritize your well-being, but in a way that works for you, And for me, that's like 15 to 20 minutes a day. 
longer if I have time to go for a wonderful long walk, which is my favorite thing to do. But I set the bar at what's realistic and life-giving and helps me to prioritize myself, but don't fall into some of maybe what would work for someone else in a different season of life. Yes, totally. I love that so much. And I remember, and I think we bonded because we have such similar philosophies around, um, you know, the small steps approach, which was also like, you can, you don't have to tell yourself this big story of being a failure if it's been two kids' birthday parties that month and um, school, a school concert and this and this and this and this. And you, you know, don't tell yourself you've failed and you can't do programs. You just start again. Yeah. Just start, start where yeah. you're at. Like, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. It, we, we cannot, we're not robots operating at the same you know, yeah, life, like what we were saying just before, life is curveballs. Life yes. is just, we yes. just got to be able to go with the flow. And, and I think we can get so caught up in, I mean, I do think a lot of those programs set us up to fail because mm-hmm. also the way our brains work is like, they, they don't want, our brain doesn't want outside our comfort zone. It just wants to stay right. right where it's at. It's like, just let's us do things the way we do things because that keeps us alive and it keeps us safe. Even if what we do isn't the thing that makes us feel really good, our brain is like, let's just do things the way we do things. And so when it comes to incorporating healthy changes, if you just do it in the gentlest, most loving way mm-hmm. and just take the just take the action just 15 minutes a day you can pull mm-hmm. out a mat and just have a go your brain isn't going to be like stop this mm-hmm. is danger let's go back mm-hmm. like it might if you start a new like sign up at a new gym start doing all these classes that you don't know and you get sort of scared and and people are really amazing around you and you've got to get into specific clothes and you've got to get there and like mm-hmm. your whole life changes. Your brain is wired to take you back to do things the way that you've always done them. And yeah. so that's why I love your approach also is because you don't, don't, you don't have to, nothing much has to change here. Yeah. Like you, Matt, give it a go. See yeah. how you feel try it again the next day. Right. And, and speaking to the brain in that same way too, I recently did a podcast on like the stories we tell ourselves similar Mm -hmm. to what you talk about and how much of a stretch is that for some people, right? To go from not really doing much or really struggling to prioritize yourself to being all in at a new gym with new clothes, new routine, new yep. commute, new parking, new childcare situation, whatever it is, to go from zero to that is a huge gap. That's what you're saying, like in your brain, right? Where your brain has to go, yep. whoa, 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 whoa. Is this going to really work for us? Like, is this really going to work for the long haul? And you quickly start to talk yourself out of it um, yep. and go back. But how much easier is it to go from like what you're saying, where you're at to, okay, 15 minutes a day. Maybe I'm even in my PJs. My kids are still home or whatever it might be. But then what happens is you can still start rewiring your brain, right? To all of a sudden be saying, I feel good when I exercise. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have time for exercise. Mm. Look at me. I am consistent with my workouts. And I am a healthy person and I actually take time for myself each day. Like once you start building that and start reinforcing that in your 
brain, in your body, in your habits, then you start to get that shift in identity Mm. that you need Mm. to be someone who can be consistent with workouts and can continue to take care of yourself. And maybe then it starts to be 20 minutes or 30, or you start to actually enjoy it and crave that time. And so that's exactly like taking that big leap is sometimes like you're saying, it's, it can work against you in a lot of ways. I really do think it does. And then it perpetuates that shame and guilt kind of spiral that we get ourselves in that I'm not doing anything right. I never follow through. And it's actually, well, you were just asking a lot of yourself. And if you understood that, and because to build a new like brain pathway just requires repetition mm-hmm. and just, and so that's why, I mean, I, I remember last year and I just, I started to do, I would wake up each morning and I would do a self-hypnosis audio, just listen to a self-hypnosis or, you know, people do meditations or, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't, it didn't really matter. It was just this gift I was giving myself when I woke up each morning instead of turning my phone on and checking things and whatever. Uh, and then I would just do a 10 or 15 minute yoga poses. And I had my mat set up at the end of my bed. So I I would literally do it. No bra in my pajamas before my shower. And it was that the easiest, most beautiful little thing. And in every day before I'd even had a shower, I'd prove to myself, yes, I could do it. I could follow a, a, you know, routine. I could, I could get up. And I could make exercise a part of my day because it hasn't been for years. Mm-hmm. And so there's also a lot of power that comes when you say to yourself, you're going to do something and yeah. you do it. And I yeah. think that's the gift of the sisterhood as well is all these women who are like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, that's a yeah. beautiful thing. Like that's, that is a step towards your personal power and sitting in that space of like, well, if I can do this, well then like, what else do I want to do? Yeah. We just need to prove it to ourselves in in one area for it to have spin-off effects in others. Absolutely. And one, one thing I find really interesting and there's research behind this, but when, so, so many of us have been in the habit over the years of starting exercise plans that we can't follow through with, right? Often because of what we just talked about. You're going from zero to a hundred yeah. or you're over committing or, you know, trying to fit some unrealistic standard that's like, do this every day or, and you can't miss a day, whatever it might be. Um, but there's research that shows, so the more we start and eventually stop, then the next time we start something, we're not even going to be able to stick to it as long. We're going to fall off even shorter. And then the next time we're going to fall off even shorter. And that's because we lose confidence in our ability to follow through, right? We stop believing that we can do it because so many times we've tried and we haven't. So basically it's a lost battle before you even begin because you're building off of past experience. and, And so exactly what you're saying of the fact that you're waking up and you're getting in your 10 minutes, you're getting in your 15 minutes and proving to yourself that you can do it. It builds that confidence back up in yourself and in your ability to actually follow through on your word and, and stick with it. And then that's like you said, that that's, 
that's life stuff. That's life giving. That's not only going to benefit your health and your well being, but so many other areas of your life. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. What What do you think? Why? I mean, because the sisterhood is outrageously successful. It is so. I mean, how many women are even in that these days? We have more than 10,000 women. In I mean, now. what the <laughs> heck? And, and they love it. Like they're like sisters so of fun. life. They, they so just, fun. yeah. Um, so what do you think is the, is the reason for its success? That is a great question. Yeah. I, we're celebrating the fifth birthday this week. So I'm actually in the, in the like world of celebrating all of our members right now. But honestly, I think it's what we're talking about. I mean, it's the, it's women who were previously discouraged, who found something that finally works for them, that they can be successful at, that they can feel good about. And, you know, what I hear more than anything is, well, two things. I've never been this consistent with anything ever in my life. And the confidence that that builds and the ripple effect that that has in their life is massive. And it goes off the map. You know, it starts with Pilates, but we also talk about other things inside the sisterhood, just whole health things, stress and sleep and mindset and self-talk and relationships. And so there's this like you said, when you can show up for yourself on the mat and consistently do that and feel proud and feel good of the way you're taking care of yourself, that's going to have a ripple effect in your life. Mm -hmm. And also to feel, it's like you said, Lisa, when people are like, oh, I fell off track or, oh, I'm like, no, you didn't. You just had a bad day. Like, this is it. This is life. Like, don't you did not where there is none. Yeah. This is it. It's all ups and downs. Like my whole life, I'm a fitness professional and I'm every day like, oops, missed a workout. Oh, (laughs) didn't do a workout. Like get back on track tomorrow. Do it again tomorrow. Like it's, you're never just, just, you never have it all figured out. Right. And so I think just getting people to see, um, once our members are in, I think they see that it's a journey Mm-hmm. And it's an ongoing journey. And so much of it is just how we view the journey that makes taking care of yourself and building strength and feeling good, something that you actually enjoy and crave and want more of in your life or mm-hmm. something that feels like a chore, a to-do list and something to just feel guilty and shameful about, which is what is often experienced in other approaches to health and wellness. Yeah. I think it's so important and I love that you do this work. And I would also just like you to acknowledge that the success of the balanced life has a lot to do with you. Mm, You are the leader of that movement and you created it and it's coming from the most honest place that I've ever known of anyone in this space, like you are honestly, and I think people want to feel connected to that kind of energy and you. So mm. you can just go right ahead and own that. <laughs> the success is because of me. No, I'm just kidding. No, but, but truly. And, but someone needed to come out and say yeah. this and, and create yeah. something meaningful, create a community. Like yeah. that, it's not something that everybody is doing. Like I think it's really unique. And I think that you are an amazing gift to 
all of those women, but also just like generally to the world. Because you think about like, you know, the ripple effect that those women are having in their lives, but that is only happening because you stepped up and you decided to say, hey, I think we could do this differently. You've yeah. gone ahead and built a business while raising four children. You, <sighs> you know, you turned yeah. your little park workouts into a thriving 10,000 plus membership program. Robin, like that's not, that doesn't just happen. You're that is amazing. True. So, just, <laughs> you know, like, thank you. Well, but you as a human being, like the light that you are is quite extraordinary if you think about the ripple effect that you're creating in the world. So I just want to acknowledge that. Thank you. I feel like it's it's what's been put in front of me to do in my life. Like I feel like it has been, it's Your my mission. purpose. Yeah. It's, I've never had a doubt and I'm always asking, you know, especially as a mom, you ask those questions. Like, should I be <laughs> continuing to pursue this in the same level in the same way that I am as if it requires, you know, a little bit less time with my kids or whatever it might be. Like I'm always asking those questions and yeah, I just, this is what I'm put on the earth to do right now. In addition to other things like raising my children and loving them and all of that. But yeah, I feel, I feel like it's, it's what's on my heart to do. And it, it is, I mean, I am speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to everybody else. Mm. And so, yeah, right? It's it's so true. I just wrote a post and it's so funny. It's like been our most popular post in a while because it's it's called, it's basically about how I'm not a fitness fanatic. Like I'm not. And people, it's interesting when people meet me, they think, let's talk about workouts. Let's talk about exercise. And I'm like, I'm actually not that into exercise. <laughs> I mean, I am. I love Pilates. I love yeah. teaching people how to connect to their bodies and build strength and realign their spine. And I do love that stuff, but it's so much more, you know, I'm more just talking to myself about how we can, how we can find a balanced approach to health and wellness and take care of ourselves in the midst of busy lives for whole health. And so... I feel grateful. And just like you, I'm speaking, you know, all the things that I'm learning and wanting to learn as well. It's just a reflection of me, my business, Mm -hmm. and yours is totally a reflection of you. And I want to just share with you that, um, yeah, I've often thought, should I just go and get a full-time job or something? Because, you know, things kind of bleed out. A lot of my attention is, is on the work that I'm doing and because it excites me and it's fun. Uh, but I've often thought, oh, it provides me so much flexibility in my life, which I'm so mm. grateful for. But there has been times where I'm like, you guys, I need, mum needs to do some work or whatever. And especially last year on my own and doing webinars at nighttime, I usually do mine at about 8.30 at night. So I would say to the children, um, okay, you guys, tonight, like, today, mummy's feeling a bit nervous. She's got, you know, she's doing, I'm doing a webinar tonight and I'm just going to need your cooperation to be amazing at bedtime. And (laughs) if you need someone, you can go to each other, um, but I need to concentrate now. And, you know, I've got butterflies and beetles. That's what we call it, you know, feeling nervous. And, and the other day with my youngest starting school, uh, she didn't have a very good first day. So we were getting her there the next day. And in the car on the way there, I was just saying, you know, we can do things, even although they feel uncomfortable and we feel nervous, we can still do them. And then we work out how brave we are. That's when, that's when we're making a choice to be brave. And my son said, just like you with your webinars, mum. 
And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) He said, well, you get, you get nervous and, and you feel like you've got butterflies and beetles and, uh, and you still do it. Yeah. And he's nine now and he's been watching me do this for years. And that is, so even although it's me going, you guys, I need this time and explaining to them why Mm -hmm. it is giving them a gift of, you know, they're watching us do things that push us outside our comfort zone Mm -hmm. that sometimes mean that our priority is not them. And actually the lessons that they're getting from that, we can never, we can never know. I could never have predicted that's what he was Right. He was interpreting. So even although it might be a bit, you know, not the the normal rhythm of someone going off into an office and coming back, like it's giving them so many other things that I could never have have predicted. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. So you won't know how your kids are like you might think, oh yeah. It's so, I I should be spending more time with them or blah, but it's all beautiful. When we're living our purpose, Mm -hmm. it's, it's got to be theirs too. It's got Mm -hmm. to be the thing that's right for them, no Mm -hmm. matter how it's kind of playing out. Do you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. So I agree. Okay. About that. Yeah, I do. I do. And it's been really interesting how that shifted with each kid too, as the Mm. business has grown also, as I've grown more kids, (laughs) Um, for lack of a better word. Um, But just, it's been interesting how we just shift in parenting and we shift with each kid and everyone is different and every season is different. With my daughter, I wanted to spend every waking minute with her when she was born. I mean, I did not want to do anything else. And it was all quality time and all mm. good. And, you know, and then as I've added more kids and our life has gotten more complex and things like that, I've come to a place where I still want to spend as much time as I can with my kids while also pursuing my passion. But I also have come to really re- realize the value of quality time and how, you know, it just quantity time doesn't necessarily make me a better mom or a more engaged yeah. mom. Uh, you know, that it's so having that, it's been interesting to see just that natural shift over the years um, Mm. and being able to see the difference of, wow, what I really needed with one kid feels different from what now works really well for us. And I used to think I had to be there every single moment in order to be a good mom. And that shifted for me over the years. Yes. Yes. After having four now, it's like, wow, I don't have to be there physically every single moment in order to be a good mom. Good mom. Right? Mm. Yeah. And so it's different for everyone in different times and, and things, but it's been a really cool just thing to just kind of see unfold for me over the course of the last six years. It's definitely an evolution. Well, I'm so grateful to you and this conversation. Thank you for... We've been trying to do this for a little while, I think. I'm like, I just need to talk to Robin. I, I miss I Robin. Know. I miss you too. Um, but I might try to get over to the States this year oh, somehow. And, yes, um, you need so to. to I need to meet my little... You need to meet your twins. I need to, meet, 
I mean, it's <laughs> I've never held them. It's just not right. I just watch them growing up too fast for Instagram. <laughs> so, um, because people will probably be now like, okay, what's this sisterhood? What's a balanced life? Can they go and, and find you, follow you on Instagram? Yes. Yes. I'm definitely on Instagram at the balanced life. So you can yeah. find me there. And um, my website is thebalancedlifeonline.com. And we're doing, um, I do free challenges that are just designed so good. for the best. busy women specifically who want to take this approach and try this approach of 15 minutes a day and doing so in a way that is life-giving and energizing and not draining or defeating or you know, overwhelming in any way. So um, you can find all of that over on Instagram as well. You're the best. I love the work you're doing. I'm so grateful I for you. I just love you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing with us. I know that, um, well, I think this is an important conversation to be having about the less shame, less flogging yourself, less, yeah. you know, telling yourself you're doing something wrong. Um, I, because I think that the exercise industry by, you know, speaking to our pains and our fears and our, uh, vulnerabilities and insecurities isn't actually empowering women. I think you are. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for And I would just do. leave, I would leave the encouragement too of those who are resonating with that, of that feeling of, yeah, I do feel kind of guilty. I do shame myself. I do negative talk to myself about this is to just kind of pause and say like, is that working? I think mm. we get this idea that the more we beat ourselves up, the more guilty we feel, the worse we feel about ourselves, the more maybe even disgusted we get with ourselves, mm. then we'll be motivated to <sighs> finally, you know, take care of ourselves or make a change or get to the workout or whatever it might be. But it, that's like, that's working against us in every way. So mm. it, I just, for anyone who's listening and kind of like, wow, I do understand that guilt shame, start, stop cycle. Um, knowing that there's a different way, just know that there's a different way to motivate yourself and to take mm. care of yourself. And the guilt usually never works. It doesn't get you where you want to go. I totally agree. Yeah. What a beautiful way to end this. Thank you so much, Robin. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode.